like if you're really i mean if you're really like into like hitting that weight you're gonna find things if you truthfully like look at what you've done and then how much you can do and put forth toward reaching that goal so i'm gonna put this out there and i want to hear your thoughts on it do you think the gym is a very good correlation to life I think it is in a sense, but I think it all depends on your, I guess, mostly the reason you're there. Ooh, expand on that. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you guys about Desert Fox Golf. I've recently partnered up with them, and they have some awesome products that you definitely want to check out. They have something called the Phone Caddy, which is the best phone holder in golf. It comes in many different colors, and they even have ones with funny sayings on it, like, I work to support my golf habit, and it takes a lot of balls to play like me. If you are like me and like to use a golf app while you're playing, then this is the thing for you because it holds your phone in a convenient location right on the golf cart. They even have a cigar holder attachment for it. One of my favorite things is their drink aid tumblers. They have these awesome 17-ounce stainless tumblers with a screw-on lid to hold your favorite beverage while playing around the golf. They have different versions from the classic swing aid to nurse aid, hunting aid, fishing aid, and my personal favorite design, the Patriot Aid Tumbler. Head over to DesertFoxGolf.com and use the promo code ROUGHNECKS for 10% off your order. But let's get in to today's guest. Can you see any, like, letters, words? Okay, yeah. so that's, like, the best talking point is where the letters are. Like, that's the front of the mic that will tell you where it's at. I have some people that, like, want to talk like this, and I'm like, that. it's not how you talk into the mics, unfortunately. But... We're actually recording right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is a very fun episode because it is the first ever patio episode. I'm sorry, Dante and Reno, my two Roughnecks guys that are part of the crew. Uh, we didn't get the patio recording in with them. Me and Dante were supposed to do it on Q&A Friday, but um, it was pouring down rain. Luckily, it was raining this morning, but... No rain tonight. We have a fire that I started that looked good, promising at first, and fell apart. But we'll get a fire going as well. We got the tiki torches. We're on the patio. We got the lights overhead. New new recording area. Super pumped to be able to do the Roughnecks recording on the patio. But Jesse Beachy, welcome back to the Roughnecks podcast, man. Oh, thanks for having me, buddy. You brought me a little present here. We got a little cigar action because we're doing the patio episode. Where did you, let's just kind of go in a little bit. Where'd you get these cigars and kind of like the backstory behind them? Because we talked about it off air, but I'll let you talk about it on air. Yeah. So, uh, a buddy that we both know from Ohio Wesleyan. See, Jake he, actually went to walk ins too. Oh, yeah. So I know, right. I but he graduated when I was in eighth grade, like was his senior year, and he graduated at OU before I came in too. It's like I never actually got to like play with him or be much around him, but I know him fairly good. So, but yeah, that's how I kind of know Jake as well. Right. No, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, these are actually from the company that he works for. This is the, I say it wrong, or I say it different every single time, but 
It's La Patissiere. There's a little, like, little, what you might call it over top of the A. I don't know what those actually do. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I took French in high school, but <laughs> I don't was, remember. Anything. That was like 20 years ago anymore. Oh, my gosh. It feels like <laughs> Uh, we're going to light these up, though, man. I appreciate you bringing me a cigar for the uh, first patio episode. Anytime, man. Man, it's been a minute since I've had a... Well, not that long since I had a cigar. Did your torch die? I just got a refill today. Shouldn't be. There we go. See, I went with the ordinary lighter over here with my lighting mine and just did the puff puff. But yours is actually fully lit. Mine, I gotta wait to catch up to the other side. No, that's that's the thing too. I haven't been having them like it's been like a longer time period in between like each ones that I've had. So sometimes I'll get them like perfectly lit, <laughs> and then the other times I'll have to be working on it the whole time. The best is like when they like. <clears throat> go out in the middle like you you don't realize you're not smoking it you're talking for a while but it's like just in your hand and then all of a sudden you're like oh crap it's out you gotta relight it yeah that'll that usually happens more than you think well that's a, like for people that don't smoke cigars i think a lot of them think of it like a cigarette where it's like real quick like now cigars you can puff on these for sometimes a couple hours oh, at least before they're gone Depending on what length you get. Well, yeah, and if you're not sitting here going, exactly. <laughs> like if you just you know do it like a normal cigars, normal cigar smoker, I guess you want to call it, and just you know you're talking, and then you just take a little drag every here and there. Oh yeah, but so helps me relax at least. Oh yeah, I like any time. Like I don't think there's not a non any any time I've smoked a cigar, it's just been like a very chill very casual just relaxing sitting around and enjoying yourself oh most definitely that's that's the one thing since i quit drinking i was like all right i've liked cigars in the past but i've never really like gotten into them like real Mm -hmm. heavy like never had my own like set of cutters or even just like a lighter dude every time i've used the utility knife to cut my cigar (laughs) Right. That's, I mean, that's pretty much what I used to do if we ever had them, let alone like the only cigar that I would usually have, like way back when, would be like the little black and mild. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Having the wood cigars. tips or wine tips or the plastic tips. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Garbage. Now that I realize, now that I've had like the actual cigars, real cigars. Oh my gosh! Have you ever had like a bourbon soaked cigar? I don't know if that like the, the proper name for them, but they're like soaked in alcohol uh, after a while, and then they like dry out. Dude, let me tell you, those will get you drunk, and you don't even realize it. Oh really? Yeah, like I've had one. I was already drinking when I started smoking it, but my like I wasn't drunk or anything, and I had a couple beers. And the guy that gave it to me was like, you know, don't go too crazy on it like it's gonna it kicks in all of a sudden and it was like a bourbon soaked one and i was smoking it and then like i got like halfway through and i was like holy crap like whoa what just it's like one of those moments where you like don't realize how many beers you've drank and then you stand up and you go i've had a lot of beers (laughs) yeah oh dude i can't even imagine that 
I think I've heard of that before, but I've never, me personally, I've never had one. I'm pretty sure they're kind, they're probably not hard to find, but for like me and you, it'd be hard for like us to find them because we wouldn't know where to go look for them exactly. But yeah, I mean, I've only heard of it once and had it once, but I know they exist. Right. But yeah, you said quit drinking. It's been what, about a year since you have drank? Yeah, almost. It's uh, I, I got to give you a lot of props for it. You know, it just not telling yourself, you know what, I'm done drinking. And just actually going through with it is very. It's really easy, I feel like, with drinking, especially in today's world where, you know, it's normal to drink. Like, it's not you're like and you're almost to the point, too, sometimes where it's like, why are you not drinking, dude? Like, come on, have a beer. Like, come on, let's go. Just, just have a drink. It's not that bad. Like whether you're a teenager or 40 years old like it still exists so to be able to do that and you know i'm sure you've gone out in the past year to functions where everybody else is drinking and you're just like i'm gonna drink my water i'm good yep has yeah, that been kind of hard to like navigate through uh, it's been i guess it was harder earlier on like actually like saying no and like meaning it because I would, I mean, I would say I didn't want it, but in, like, the back of my head, I was like, come on, just have a couple. Yeah. Like, but thankfully, just was able to say no to having one, and I feel a lot better now than what I did. <clears throat> Not in that, and then I don't feel, like, awkward anymore, like saying i don't want one. yeah because in the beginning it was like oh really you're not gonna have you're not gonna have a beer you like you don't want to drink like mostly like everybody else is just having a good time mm -hmm. like drinking and i was like nah honestly i'll have a way better time if i don't drink yes see that's the thing that i think some like is misconception in our society anymore today and i'm not saying i'm perfect at it because i still drink i'm actually drinking right now and like that's what i, I almost feel bad but i know like you would we're close enough friends that if you had an issue with it like be like hey man like do you mind not drinking and it's not like you had like a alcohol problem and i guess you want to call it but like it's it, it's in today's society you have so many people that just look at drinking as like that's how i have fun right when really you're just giving yourself an excuse to drink and it's a big thing in today's society. It's kind of scary. And I, I was listening to this actually recently on a couple podcasts where they were talking about it. Where like, you know, why is alcohol the one thing in our society that like it impairs our driving and like impairs our judgment on everything? But it's completely legal. But I mean, in reality, weed kind of does the same thing, right? right why is italy like you go against all these things like but it's it's kind of scary like you can walk down the street and probably buy something off the street that's not as bad for you than alcohol like drug wise there's some things out there that you can buy that are maybe not as bad as you for you than alcohol but they're illegal and alcohol is legal but it, it's just a weird thing in america and really a lot of countries that you're able to drink and it's not illegal yeah, that's definitely, uh, that's one thing I've thought of, too, like how you were saying, like, especially, like, the naturally occurring, like, 
I guess probably like psychedelics and like marijuana and yeah. stuff. How that stuff is illegal, but it grows naturally. Whereas, yeah, I mean, alcohol is like. But if I go, I, gr- I, I grow natural. a vegetable up there in my garden, and it's a hundred percent legal. It doesn't have any side effects, but <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. It's weird. It's just I don't know. Drinking and is a scary thing, especially like anybody can really get their hands on it. It doesn't matter what age you are. You can get your hands on it. You'll find somebody that can like, I mean, when we're in high school, you can always find like, Hey man, I'll give you some money. We go go buy me a you know bottle of liquor, a case of beer. Like somebody does it. I don't know. It's drinking. I think should be a lot more limited in our country than it is. And I don't know if that means changing the age because they already, uh, I mean, heck, when our parents were younger, it was like 18 when my parent, like, or 16, like, they could have 3%, and then at 18, they could have 5%. When my parents were in school, they had smoke breaks in high school. Like, they were allowed to go out in the courtyard and smoke a cigarette and stuff. Like, uh, there's, but then there's also the stuff, like, with the vapes now. Like, everybody has a vape, and then, but you can't, like, uh, it's just a strange world that we live in anymore. Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's another difference, too. Like, with our parents' generation in drinking, it wasn't, I mean, I didn't live in the generation, so I can't say for sure. that. I feel bad. bad. All of my cigar smoke, the wind was blowing this way, and now it's all blowing at you. (laughs) Oh, I don't mind it all. (laughs) I can barely, like, breathe through my nose as is all the time anyways, just with, like, construction dust. Oh, yeah. It doesn't faze me one bit, man. But, like, I feel like in their generation, drinking wasn't as, like, I guess, normalized or, like, celebrated as it is in all Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you'll see it on social media. You see people just, like, going, like, chugging, like, a fifth of, like, hard liquor. And it's, like... What does that do for you? Yeah. It's, like, being cheered. Like, I get it. Like... If that's your friend, like, and you guys are all drinking, everybody's been there. Somebody's like, shotgun and a beer, yeah, shotgun and a beer, or um, oh, what's the other thing? Like a keg stand. Yep. Like, yeah, that's always like celebrating stuff when you're at parties and like it's cool and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know if it was around like in our parents' generation, but to me. I don't know. I may be ignorant in saying this, but it just didn't seem to come to mind when I think about their generation. Yeah, like I don't, our parent, like I don't ever remember hearing my mom, like I've heard a lot of drinking stories with my mother of when she was, you know, in our age and stuff. And it's like, I don't ever remember any of it being like, yeah, we did a keg stand or we shotgun this beer or this or that. It was always just like, yeah, we were drunk doing the, like it, they were just drinking. Right. Now it's like glorified to drink, which like you're gl- and how many times have we seen it at colleges in a frat, you know, initiation, this kid dies from alcohol poisoning because he drank because they, you know, they get away with it. But let's be real. We know what happens in a frat and, uh, when those you're drinking until you puke like they, they make them keep drinking. And it's almost like, because how many times at a keg stand did you probably see, like in college, 
people would do a keg stand or they'd only do it for a few seconds and then or they'd puke after and they're like oh boo yeah and it's like why are we booing that like we i'm not i did it i definitely did it i'm not gonna sit here and act like i was perfect but like you know why did we boo it why are you why do you boo it like what's wrong with them not being able to chug for 30 seconds along right that and the, the, the thing too that i usually noticed was like that was a good way for um i guess like socially awkward people to kind of like meet new people at a party or like they do a keg stand or shotgun a beer like with the give, buddies yeah, like give them some like more courage to be more like outgoing that night which is i mean it was like good for them in the moment yeah but then if they're getting booed they're already like anxious about even being there mm-hmm. they're not gonna have another like great experience and then i mean that could just snowball into them not really feeling like they're at home at wherever they're at in college oh i mean i i remember telling people many times like i look at people be like come on do a cake stand come on do a cake stand and i'm in a house that i don't even really know whose house it is i was hanging out with you or carlos or whoever you know and just hanging out with them and they're like hey let's go to this party i'm like you know what all right cool i'll go but like i don't know who's there and then like i was a freshman you run into some people you know the football guys that you know and maybe a couple girls or whatever and then, like, if anybody would have asked me, like, why don't you do a keg stand? I've been like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Right. But I'm here. The I'm the one that's peer pressuring others and they're like, hey, do it, do it, do it, do it. But, like, you don't want to be that guy that gets booed or that person. Like, you don't want to be that one that's, like, a letdown in a way. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I don't, I think I did one once. But me, if I drink too much, then... I, I'm getting spins real bad, <laughs> and that's just no fun for everybody, so. Yeah, I remember you getting the spins one night in our room. <laughs> it was the one time that I remember that, but, you know, it, it is crazy. Like, and it, it comes to a point, I feel like it's good to have your fun in college. You should have your fun in college. Just understand that once college is over, this kind of life, like if you're the drinking partying type, this kind of lifestyle ends quickly as well. And I feel like this is something that me and you both, you know, had our, our struggles with a little bit is, you know, you're in college, you graduate, you still feel like you're in college because you're just out of it. You're right there. But the real world hits you. Like they always said, like you graduate high school, the real world is going to hit you real quick. And it's like, yeah, okay, you go to college and it's like, yeah, this is harder. This kind of sucks. I have like exams that I spend three hours studying for, but it's not as bad. And then you graduate college and it's like, figure it out. Oh, most definitely. That. <clears throat> and then I think the biggest thing with that would be like trying to figure out. Ex- I mean, yeah, you might kind of have an idea of what you want to do, but then you have to try to be talking to employers all the time and then still having a job while you're doing that. I mean, it's a lot to handle right out of college. Whereas in college, you, I mean, you were just there for four years. I mean, at pretty much at the minimum. Yeah. And going to class every day, like you never had to like, I guess get up and like, talk to a bunch of different people that you don't know yeah 
I mean, like, yeah, Anytime you're not you gave a presentation in class, you're talking to 30 people that you've been around the entire year. Exactly. That's like, even like the start of like a semester where you don't know everybody, you're going to eventually like know those people. You're going to know. But you already know probably three or four people in the class. Yeah. Because you, unless you're a freshman, I'll give you that. But like, at least at our school, especially, because like we didn't have super big classes. Ohio Wesleyan, you know, it was kind of bigger, at least bigger than my high school, and bigger, but you're not sitting in a, you know, a, a hall full of 150 people where the professor doesn't even know who you are. Right. Professors knew, like, if you weren't there, they knew. They was and wasn't there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember some classes even doing, like, uh, like checking attendance or like they didn't necessarily like call out attendance but they, if you weren't there you would get notified about it and yeah and with football we were always like a little worried about that because we always had those class checks that's what i always told people i was like if it wasn't for football i would have never graduated college because even like no like professors would be like you know you're allowed five days that you're not you don't have to be here like that's your max i'd always be here i'd be like man i have like four days left i only skipped one class because i just didn't feel like going that day or whatever and like but i'm like but now it's the end of the year and like they're going over exam stuff so like now i really want to be in class because like this is when they're going to literally tell you what's going to be on the exam so i have to be there right then you're basically getting your feet put to the fire and like i remember the reason i always went to exam studies even though some useless was freshman year one of my classes they gave an extra credit question she's like for everybody that's here you're getting there's going to be a question that no one's going to have any idea to and it was like the name of professor da 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 cat is what would know that unless they were there that last day and it was like i don't remember what the hell the answer was but it was like worth an extra like three points and i was like oh hell yeah now i'm going to every exam review for every class because like you never know when you might get an extra credit question that could be the difference between passing or failing that class right never had any i never had any experiences like that but i heard like what you just said i've definitely heard of people having that same experience mm-hmm. which is pretty funny so you went to school for hhk so we're similar because in a way of not in our majors you went to school for hhk correct yeah for the uh exercise science yeah i went to school for marketing and now we both work blue collar jobs <laughs> <laughs> do you regret it at all do I regret what? Going to school for what you went for. Or just going to school in general, I guess I'll ask that question first. No, I definitely don't. I mean, looking at uh, like paying loans back and stuff, it kind of starts to creep in your head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest about it. No, I wouldn't say I regret going to college. You're good. Yeah, I'd that's the thing is like the loans definitely kick in on you especially going to an expensive school like we went to but that's what i always said like i don't regret it 
would I do I wish I'd have done things a little differently? Maybe. Oh, most definitely. I mean, yeah. Like I don't regret it at all cuz people that I met, yes. I mean, I still talk to a good number of people that I only met in college and I can't think of any other way that I would have met any of these people in the outside world. So it's kind of, I mean, that was very nice. About right that. here. We would not be hey, if oh, it wasn't for the fact that we both went to Ohio Wesleyan together. Exactly. And that's like, that's one of the coolest things, in my opinion, about it, is that you get these, which are, I mean, coming up to be pretty much like rest of your life friendships. I mean, you don't have to live right next to each other. Shoot, I know people in Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts. Shout out, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> Texas, California, people in Florida. I mean, I still talk over. to Jermaine, who's in Connecticut. I believe, right. like you, you, we have, we met people. Like, yeah, we went to a school in our home state, but we met people from all over. Even. Not that I talk to them, but there's people from all over the world at Ohio Wesleyan. Like, you have a lot of foreigners that also go there, come there from, you know, their country to come to school here, which I never quite understood. But, okay, congratulations. And, you know, they're they're going there, and you meet people from all over the place. Yeah, that's a really cool spot. You get a different, uh, you get a different, like, perspective on certain things. So, I mean, since you're in your own little bubble like growing up and I mean your hometown and everything mm -hmm. seeing how other people like just do their daily things and put like their different spins on stuff that you would never think mm -hmm. like to do this a certain way Teddy I'll be honest Teddy being from Texas with spicy foods and the like Mexican style of everything oh, spicy yeah. I never would have thought to put jalapenos on my salad. And he did it one day, and I like spicy stuff, so I was like, oh, I'll do it. Now, I have a jar of jalapenos in my fridge at all times. I'm growing jalapenos and habanero peppers in my garden because Teddy, like, turned me on to spicy food, like, really turned me on. Sierra gives me crap because, like, I'll have to make, like, sometimes two different like the same thing, but two different pans because I'm like, I want jalapenos in mine. She's like, I don't like jalapenos. And I'm like, with jalapenos and one without jalapenos sometimes, depending on what it is. But uh, I mean, it, it, the, like, that's the thing that, that little spin that you would have never really thought of. And then all of a sudden, like, just being, it's almost different cultures in a way, even though you grow up in the same country and it's essentially the same thing, there's just a little bit, like, little twist and little, you know, their little sprinkle on top that this person does that and it's no different than us being uh you know it was always funny and uh when it started getting a little colder and you could tell them florida and cali boys they're all outside walking to class in their winter coats and we're like dude it's fucking 40 degrees it's gonna get to negative 13 by december right <laughs> I haven't seen they've never seen like snow or something <laughs> steady tables and this snow oh, ones yeah. and everybody's like Oh my god, it's like it's just no, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, and then the other thing that maybe not regret would be so before I went there, 
like when I was thinking about career choices and all that fun stuff, I was like, you know, I've always been interested in sports and I've always been interested in thought of like when I'm done with sports, what would be something good for me? So I was like, oh, I mean, I like seeing other people like other people succeed. And I've dealt, I had to deal with injuries in high school as well as college. So I was like, oh, this would be great for me. But then as I'm going through classes and everything, kind of like realizing what I have to do for like physical therapy. It's like eight years of school, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is like at least. The more I went through that and then I'm, the more I like, uh, like heard from other people who are actually like in that business how like i mean their daily like work week or yearly work is like it didn't really fit with what would be like enjoyable for me at least i guess that and then like like you said the extra the ex like so much extra like you to put forth to even accomplish that i was like oof and i wouldn't have i wouldn't have gotten those different insights from so many other different people if i hadn't gone to college yeah so oh yeah and that's the thing i think a lot of people that are listening or if they're in the position that you know they're going into college right now listening a lot of people had that when they went into college they had we, we come out of high school like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, I know, like, we think we can do it. We know we can do it. And then you get to college and you're like, whoa, this is completely different than what I thought it was going to be. I went into college as a computer science major. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my first computer science class, I remember, like, the first day, like, it just felt like it was going so fast. And I, like felt like i was looking around the room and like most of the other people like were understanding it and i'm like i don't know what he just said for the past right. hour and a half because it was a tuesday thursday class so i was like we get halfway through the year and i'm like i really have no idea what is going on my first computer science class got a c plus and was like all right you know it's not my best grade i've ever got but i'm learning so like we're, we're gonna go somewhere from here second class d minus and was like I need to change my major. <laughs> like right. I need to change my mind. And then I actually switched to data, data analytics and I wasn't on track. I liked it, but I failed calc two, which set me back and I wasn't on track to graduate on time at that point. Cause then it would have put me back. I would have had like one extra class that I would have had to take like in another in semester, which in the grand scheme of things could have worked out if uh, I knew the COVID was coming and I could have played an extra year of football, but uh, I actually ended up, and then I switched to business marketing because I was going to mind. I just liked the business side of things and liked how it flowed, and it made sense to me. And it's weird how you stumble across. I took a business class as, like, to fill a general education elective thing. So I was like, oh, it's just people told me, like, business 110, dude, it's so easy. Like, you don't do anything. And I took that class, and then all of a sudden I was like, I really like this. And it's weird how in college you come across these things that you wouldn't expect that would be your, what you maybe want to do with your life. And a lot of people, and it's normal for people to go in and change. 
did you ever change your major necessarily like or did you just kind of shift it in a way no i never i personally never changed my major but i mean i know of a lot of guys that thought they wanted to do one thing but then ended up not liking that very much but taking a class for like a uh for like a fill-in class and then they ended up really liking it so then they ended up looking into what they would need to what else they would need to do to get into like that style or like that kind of major which was pretty cool mm-hmm. but now me personally i always well that was the nice thing with like the hhk you could go there was like different branches off of that but they were all within like so HHK stands for Health and Human Kinetics. So they had like a exercise science major. They had a pretty sure they had a general, but I'm not positive on that. And then they also had another one off like sports management. And then I think there was one more, but you weren't if you were going into HHK, you weren't limited to just one thing. Oh, you freaked me out. Sorry. How's it look out here with the pictures? Shout out, Tech Girl. You have a long time as Tech Girl. Yeah, that is the nice thing. Like, Ohio Wesleyan did have options that allowed, like, and I'm not knocking Ohio Wesleyan at all. Like, I, like we said, we don't necessarily regret going there because we did meet people. Like, I, I've said it a hundred times on this podcast, probably. I would have never started this podcast has it not been that I went to, and maybe not necessarily how I'm not like if I wouldn't have gone to college, this wouldn't even have been an option. And now we're 160, 170 episodes in, and it's like, holy crap, like all because me and Teddy made a joke podcast that failed. Then we made another one, aka the Roughnecks, and then now it's like a hundred and some episodes in coming up teddy's not a part of it i said we as a very broad conception damn you teddy you were supposed to be part of this from the beginning but she was and then (laughs) fell off real quick but teddy will always be known as the co-founder of the roughnecks that just decided to buy his way out even though he didn't pay a dime neither did i really so hey he's missing out you got the merch now come on yeah i gave him some of the merch you know giving him some love but I don't remember what all I gave him. I didn't give him that. You have more anybody that of the pod, like anybody, even really? not me, but obviously because I ordered stuff all the time. But yeah, you have probably spent the most money on merch of all people. What's up, everybody? I hope you're enjoying today's guest. A lot of people ask me how they can support the Roughnecks podcast. So I wanted to take a quick break to tell you the best way to support the podcast is to buy and wear merch. We have merch available on our website from hats, t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, and even coffee cups. There are even use sizes available for the kids. Head over to roughneckspodcast.com and make your purchase today. Thank you for all the support, but let's get back to today's guest. Cushions aren't the best. We haven't worked these out yet. It's the first time I think they've actually really been sat on. So, oh really? Yeah. 
This is actually our second round of cushions. And cushions are expensive. Expensive right now. Did you go to Lowe's and you'll find cushions like this for like 80 bucks a set? Like for the back and the uh, bottom. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We have to buy seven because of our corners. So seven sets. So when, if you do the math with eight times seven, 80 times seven, it's like, holy shit. No, we didn't spend $80 a piece, but. Right. We we got them cheaper, but our first round was supposed to be beige. And you see what color the flames are on the torches? That's kind of the color that they were. Oh, that's not beige. No, that's, they were like yellow. That's like yeah, they were not a good looking color. So she ended up ordering a new. So luckily, like with these, is they're they're just covers over top of the cushions. So she was able just to order the covers and replace the cover oh, with that's a nice. different color. At least it was that and not the alternative where you got to buy everything new. Yeah. And then, but well, we just threw the yellow ones out. And she's like, no one's going to buy those. And I was like, why don't we just try and sell them on Facebook and at least get half our money back? <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Dude, there's so much stuff you can find on Facebook Marketplace. As soon as we started building this couch, all of a sudden I came across patio furniture for a lot cheaper than what I originally saw it for. Because, like, patio furniture is expensive when you start looking at it, especially, like, couches like this are, like, a thousand bucks. And some people might be like, that's not that bad. And I was like, oh, I'm not paying a thousand bucks for a couch on my patio. Like, I'll build it myself for 300 bucks. Right. Which, shout out Sierra's brother. He, he built the couch, not me. So that was one less thing that I had to worry about with all the projects that we have around this house. But that's the thing. is like people are like, what else do you have to do with that? You knew. Sierra has the list. Not Sierra's list is a very good thing of things that she comes up with. Uh, I'll, I'll give her a lot of credit. Like she replaced all the kitchen cabinet and drawer hand like all the handles in the kitchen oh yeah and i was like why and then she did it and i was like now i see why that makes sense that looks a lot better than what i thought it was going to look like like she right, just, just did little these simple these things little... she's like they're like 23 pe- like cents a piece and i'm like okay so you're spending like maybe 20 bucks for the whole kitchen so like that's really not bad oh that's not bad at all no but let me tell you grass seeding though oh buddy bag of grass seed that I bought was like $80. And this is like my fourth round of grass seed in the past year. So I got a lot of money in grass seed. (laughs) But I screwed up and I kept trying in like October to like put more grass seed down where I should have just been like, you know what? Screw it. It's the end of the year. It's getting too, too cold at night. I just need to be done with the grass seed. And next year but I just kept trying and wasted money essentially on grass seed. Oh, I mean, oh, well, you live and learn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I spent, we spent probably 300 bucks on flowers last year. Little did I know our flower beds were straight clay that the flowers that I bought could not grow in. So pain. Half of the flowers that we bought died. And I was like, my, I was like, it was my first year like doing flowers. Like my mom's always been a very big flower beds look awesome. Her flowers are always like people. She's always got compliments for as long as I can remember on her flower bed. And I was like, 
so I've grown up around it. I was like, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. And I like did it. And I'm like, why are mine dying? This is bullshit. All mom did was water them and fertilize them every once in a while. And they looked awesome. That's what I'm doing. Why do they not look the same? Why are mine dying? <laughs> and my mom's like, well, and she's like, she took a shovel the one day. And she's like, you're, you're in clay. And I'm like, what? And she's like, it's all clay. They're not, the roots can't expand. And I'm like, how? This is bullshit. Why didn't you tell me this before I planted these fucking things and wasted all my damn money? And she's like, you got to figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did the hard way. I wasted money. Now this year, I, I like last or over in the spring, beginning of spring, I tilled my flower beds, put uh, topsoil in and potting soil and just kind of mixed it all up. Now this year, they're actually looking like they're going to survive. So, but that, that, that's like the whole thing of life. You live and you learn, like you talked about, like it's just, you go through these things, whether it's simple like flowers or crazy experiences that you had in life, and you just learn from it and you keep going. Oh, and honestly, that's, in my opinion, the best way to actually learn something. You learn more from your failures than you ever will at your successes. Amen to that. You, If you are succeeding, succeeding, succeeding in life, like everything just feels like it's going perfect, you never fail you're in a comfort zone where you're not growing. You're not getting any better. And it's just like, you're, you're a big gym guy. If you go to the gym and you're like, you just keep hitting the same weight. Like, yeah, I can hit this weight. Okay. And cool. You've hit 225 for the past four weeks. Go up, do something better. Like try, right. like you have to fail because like, and that's the thing is like failure. When you fail on a rep, like there's always also those things is like go till failure, go till you can't do anymore. And then next week you might be able to do like maybe one more or you might be able to get that new PR. But also like when you fail a weight, like say you fail a max squat or you fail a max bench, you're like, man, I knew, I know I can get that. I know I can like, oh, now it gives you that, that itch to like, I got to get that. Yeah. You have that chip on your shoulder. You have that yes. edge that you can like, that you can push against and then that will help you reflect on more stuff you can do to get you to that point and it can also help you reflect to where oh you did this like the past couple months which wasn't helping you like if you're really i mean if you're really like into like hitting that weight you're gonna find things if you truthfully like look at what you've done and then how much you can do and put forth toward reaching that goal so i'm gonna put this out there and i want to hear your thoughts on it do you think the gym is a very good correlation to life i think it is in a sense but i think it all depends on your i guess mostly the reason you're there Ooh, expand on that well it's more prevalent and nowadays since i mean you can go on social media and you have fitness influencer this fitness influencer that dude you can go to the gym for a week and become a fitness influencer exactly it's bullshit in my opinion like you have to be careful on instagram of who's a real like you can look at do you know who jocko is yeah he's not a fitness influencer but he might as well be because he right. he wakes up at five or he's work he's done with his workouts a lot of time at five a.m. I feel like like some of these times or you know who Corey Gregory is yeah hate him love the guy a lot of people have mixed opinions about the guy whether you hate him or not you can't knock what he's doing because he, that guy's at the gym at four a.m. every day 
Oh, exactly. And it influencer just gets tossed around anymore, whether it's a fashion influencer or a workout or fitness influencer, whatever it is. It's so easy to become that because of social media. You can fake it. You don't oh, have to do definitely. it every day and you can become a fitness influencer what every day or consistently and you can become a fitness influencer which i think is complete and utter bullshit right like there's that aspect to it which i mean you obviously see way more nowadays with all the technology and different like social apps that you can get so like yes there's people that go in there because they want to get content and i mean you got to think about if somebody's going in there trying to start like being a fitness influencer and they're not getting very many like views or like interactions with their posts most of the time they're probably gonna stop going to the gym altogether mm-hmm. if that's their like main reason for going to the gym in the first place you're not gonna want to keep like being reminded by the fact that you failed in doing that or trying to reach that goal of being mm-hmm. an influencer yeah whereas I mean, some people, honestly, just enjoy going there. I mean, for me personally, it's an outlet for me. I mean, I can work construction, and then, like, yeah, I'm going to get mad if something's going bad throughout the day, but most of the time, I can go to the gym after work and just release all that stress. You forget almost about everything when you're at the gym and i haven't been in the gym as much anymore but like i know you know been being in the weight room a lot as growing up and like with football and everything like just you may be having a bad day with your girlfriend like you guys are in the middle of an argument by the time that workout ends you almost like forgot what that argument was even about but then you check your phone and you're like, oh, shit. But, you know, you have those times where you're, you're, when you get into that workout zone, you just, it's a very, like, it is an escape and a, an outlet to, like, just let go of everything. And you know what? Right now, it's a battle between yourself. Exactly. That is what the gym is. People are like, oh, you know, it's this. It's, no, it's, it is a battle between you versus you. Like, there's no one else involved. Like, whether you're working out with a partner or not, there's no one else involved. Because it, it it's either you're going to lift that weight or you're not going to lift that weight. No one's going to help you lift that weight. And you know in the back of your head, like, if somebody, you know, helps you up on that bench and you're like, I didn't do that by myself. I only got two reps. They helped me with the third. Right. So, like, it doesn't count. Like, you, you have that. Everybody starts to develop that mentality of when they get really get into the gym of, like, it, it's just me versus me and there's no one else that can do anything about it right exactly and that's like going off of what you said i do that a hundred times a podcast what were you talking about just before that just before you versus you oh shit i don't even remember um being an influencer like not th- not like thinking about anything. Yeah. So what you said earlier about like while you're in the gym, you can just focus on that and your mind is towards that and everything else that's going on in your life just kind of disappears for like that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 
an hour. And that's pretty much the same thing, at least in my perspective, what happened with sports growing up. Sports growing up, shoot, if you were at basketball practice, if you were at football practice, soccer practice, whatever, if you were there, that's the only thing I would be focused on. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, if I had a bad day at school or something, if I was just like stressed out being you a failed kid. that test or whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. You could just go there and just have fun and be working towards like your goal in that sport. Yeah. Which is I don't know, it's kinda like a form of like meditation almost. Did you feel like you almost lost because I don't know me personally, I feel like when I got went deeper into sports playing at the college level, even though we played D three, you almost felt like you kind of started to lose a little bit of that love for the game. And it was more of like, I have to perform well. Otherwise I'm not going to play. Like when we were young, we're, we're like the best, like playing. If you went to play college, you were one of the best athletes on the field for your team. Right. So you never really had to, <clears throat> cause I experienced it in high school, started as a sophomore, started as a junior senior year, broke my elbow. As soon as I came back from my injury, I sat out, well, I got cleared that Friday of the game day, sat out half the game and went in the second half and, like, got, my job was right there. Like, I was right back to starting safety. College, it's like, if you lose your position, you got to really fight to earn that spot back, which is a good thing, but it also, like, we started to, I feel like, feel like it's, I have to perform well, and you focus so much on, like, I can't screw up. I can't fail. I can't mess up. We're in high school or little league. Like you didn't worry about. It. Did you feel like you kind of lost the love for the game a little bit in college? Well, I guess I would, I guess I'd say yes, a little bit towards the end, towards the very end of it. Um, up to, I mean, up to that point, I had never broken a bone like mm -hmm. injury wise, like playing football. It was always just like a, like a pulled hamstring, a pulled groin, like just just pulls or like sprained ankles happened all the time. But uh, I think once I, once I got injured, I had um, sprained my ace, uh, MCL, ACL. I don't know ACL. That's your knee. No. Not ACL. Something in your shoulder. In shoulder. Yeah. I remember you separated had, my AC. That AC joint or whatever. Yeah. There yeah. it is. Separated my AC joint, but tried to play the next week and <laughs> I remember this. landed <laughs> directly on that shoulder while it's in a wrap. Dude, I remember you coming out and I was like, God damn it. Me and Dan both looked at each other and we're like, damn it. Because like we knew. Like as soon as you landed and you got up and we're like, he's nope. Mm -mm. Oh, dude, <laughs> that my whole left arm just went limp. I couldn't pick it up, and I was so pissed off. Yeah. So that happened, and then I was finally able to come back. Like, what was it? Two, two or three weeks after that. And you know, my brain's a little hazy from college, but I'm pretty sure this was the same year. So after that, I came back, and then fractured my fibula yep and yeah because that was your senior year wasn't it i th think so 
I'm pretty sure it was your senior year. Like, I think it was either your junior or your senior year, definitely. But I, I think it was your senior year because I remember, like, I felt, I was, like, pissed off for you because I'm, like, oh. every time he, like, gets back and he, he'll, like, and, like, you'll have a good run and then, like, the next run and it's, like, he, he fucks something up again. Yeah. Like, and it's not even, like, it's your fault. It's just, like, Jesus Christ. Like, he can't even do anything about it. He just gets... Like, it, it just felt like you were getting put down for no reason. Like, it was just one thing after another. But it's just the way of also, like, you're getting thrown this shit, figure it out. Right. That's I mean, that's just the way it is, like, college-wise. Shoot, you're playing against the guys that are so much bigger, faster, stronger than they were. In and they don't give a shit if you were injured. They oh, don't care. It's a, they have so many, like, so many athletes on the teams in college. Next guy up is just as good if not better than you yeah so well especially like i felt like our running back position when you were there especially like was it was pretty deep like you guys had well like it was sometimes where like this guy would have a hell of a game then this guy would have a hell of like we had a rotation at running back i kind of thought that like you never knew who was going to have a really good game and it just some games it was this guy some games it was that guy some of the our other positions cuz i feel like a safety we didn't have as deep of a rotation as you guys did on the offensive side at running back and maybe a receiver. Um, but yeah, you guys had definitely had a deeper rotation than we did on defense. Right now that, I mean, that was a nice part about it too. Cause I mean, our running back group was so close, I mm -hmm. guess that, I mean, the next guy up, nobody, I mean, just speaking personally for myself, I can't say for sure. Anybody else felt the same way. But if I went down, like, yes, I was upset. I was pissed, but I was pissed that I was hurt. I wasn't, like, holding a jealousy yeah. that somebody else mm -hmm. was getting the start now or, like, somebody else was doing well. Like, every, like, all of us wanted each other to do well, which was, like, the nicest part about it for me because, I mean, so often you see teammates they get injured and they come back and just expect their spot back yeah whereas oh I mean, we experienced person, it with people in college oh yeah whereas the person that came in when you were out has played their ass off and it, earned it yeah like i almost my senior year of college or high school when i broke my elbow a freshman replaced me which was unheard of for our school like freshmen didn't really play varsity very often and a freshman replaced me and i wouldn't say he was killing it but for a freshman that has no experience on friday nights like he did really well and what i really like it was kind of cool too like for me especially like he he'd come off to the sidelines and you know go to the coach and then he'd like come to me like for advice or like little things and like because i still like in high school like football was everything to me so like i was still watching film i still knew exactly what the teams were gonna do like i i in the back i was still still treating it like i was playing in a way right and it was just one of those things that like at first when he started like really doing good i was like almost a little worried like it kind of set into me like i might lose my spot like right. i'm actually gonna have to cut like because in the back of my head i'm like oh you know i'm a three-year starter like my, my spot's there like no one no one can take that but then, like, he started doing really well. And I was like, man, like, I might actually have to come back and fight for this. 
but it was kind of, it, it's really cool to be able to say that in a way too because you're like cool we're not like i'm not the team i'm not gonna right. make the whole team i like him doing well because it makes our team do better and that's when when you it took me a minute to really get into that mindset but when you really start to look at that like it's not about you especially in football it's not an individual sport it's about everyone on that field at that moment if like you know if one lineman makes a bad block as a running back you're screwed you can be really screwed you're getting tackled in the backfield and there's nothing you can like you just got the ball there's nothing you can do about it oh exactly and but that was I, I I remember in college when Mario tore his ACL. I was number two, so I had to go in that second half after he tore it right before halftime, and I had to go in. But I remember him dapping me up and going, "It's your turn." And it was like that moment. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like that was a really cool moment for me that I don't think he realized like how much of a confidence boost it was for me because like at that moment. I never had much playing time at right. all. So I'm like, shit, my pants. Like, I'm about to go in on a Saturday against whoever. The, I think it was Allegheny that we were playing or DePaul. And, like, this is my first, like, live experience game-wise. Other than, like, three plays against Otterbein. And so I'm about to go in. And him telling me that, like, all of a sudden, like, my mindset shifted. Like, I'm good enough to do this. I can do this. And I, he probably didn't mean to do that, but like it did, it just gave me that confidence boost. And that, that, that is what show goes to show of like, if you're not a I player and you're a team player, you boost everyone around you, not exactly. just yourself. Exactly that. And then, uh, like what you were saying earlier with, um, with getting injured and then like expecting your spot back, everybody that gets injured, that's a starter. Of course, they're going to like, they're going to expect that spot back. But the nice thing, the nicest thing about them not getting their spot back is them getting the reality check. Cause it's the same way in real everyday life that you're going to have to deal with. I mean, shoot, you get fired for your job, fired from your job. What are you going to do? You're not going back there. Yeah. You got to find something else. I mean, it just relates in so many ways. And you also have to look at, in life, like, you're replaceable at every job. Exactly. Like, you've always seen the cliche Instagram or Facebook post of, like, if you died tomorrow, there'd be a posting up for your job in a couple days. Like, you're, you're replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. It may be hard to replace some rather than others. Right. But everybody can be replaced. It, like in the workforce so that's where it also goes don't work your life away especially like if you like your job good that that's what you should do and like that's what people you know give me crap sometimes they're like you know you're working a manual labor job but you have a college degree and i'm like yeah but if i had to sit in an office for eight hours a day i'd probably lose my fucking mind like honestly exactly. i'm doing something yeah it's hard work but i love to do it that's what matters. If you love to do the job you're doing, it's not about the money. We were just talking about this the other day. Or if you're making fifty thousand dollars and you think sixty thousand dollars is going to solve all your issues, you're wrong. Like if you're, you're still going to be stressed out of sixty, it's not about wanting more, 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 more. It's about doing what you love to do, learning how to live with, and like that's the thing too. There's more to come. It like loyalty does show and pay. 
most of the time. Oh, most of the time, yes, it does. Most of the time, there <laughs> there is definitely circumstances where companies will screw you over. But that I feel like that also comes back on yourself a little bit. You have you also have to put your foot down at some point and oh, be like, "Listen, I've been here for yeah. this long. I know how to do. I'm doing this, 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 and this. I think I deserve this." And if they don't do that, you know, maybe there does come a point. I'm not saying you run away right away, but you maybe have to like you know. Sometimes I've heard of stories where people are like, "All right, here's my two weeks' notice." Right. And all of a sudden, here, here's the pay raise, and it's like, yeah, they had the money to give you. You sometimes you might have to, you know, put your hand down and you know give them that extra nudge. Yeah, like, hey, listen, I'm not screwing around. Give me, you know, like, uh, I'm not, and like, you have to, and that's the thing. People are like, oh, it's not all about money. But there does come a point where you're not going to work for free in a way. It's not free, but you know, waste your time when you're worth more money. And there's very many times where you could go somewhere else and make just as much, if not more, money. Right. That. And that's one thing I wish I would have known in high school, like, looking back now. So, in high school, I mean, expected that, like, everybody's going to college. Like, everybody's going to get somewhere to go to college. Everybody wants to know where who's go- or where so-and-so's going and where the- what, are their- what their thoughts are and what they are trying to do. Like trades and stuff were never really talked about at all. They should be. And for one, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money to take four years out of your life. Usually the company pays for your schooling. <laughs> exactly. There's that. And they'll be, by the time that you're, I mean, 10 years, five, 10 years into that job you'll be making more than, I mean, some jobs after you have a bachelor's degree in that field. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's, like, people don't, and I think some, honestly, here's my opinion on a portion of it, why some of the teachers don't talk about the trades. Because some of those teachers, which I don't think is right, don't make as much as those trades. Most of those teachers do not, do not make as much as some of these people in the trades, whether it's electrician, plumber, any type of blue collar work. They don't, the, the people in the blue collar work are making more than the people teaching. Oh, most definitely. Which I think, in my opinion, teachers do not get paid enough. They oh, put up no. with, with some of the shit that they put up with, with we've been around how many classmates in high school and in college of people who didn't want to be there acted a fool in class, didn't right. do anything, didn't want to put in the effort, which is fine. You know, they spend that extra time. They go home and grade people in college, grade those essays. Could you imagine grading those essays that we bullshitted our way through? Heck no. <laughs> I couldn't imagine reading 30 of probably, I mean, if they had two classes, like 60 of the same paper over the same topic over and over and over again. That and then just along with how much they have to prepare for like the year. I mean, that's a lot of preparedness to be off. No, they're spending probably two of those months. They might have a month off, but they're spending two of those months every day trying to figure out their, their plans for the year. And they have these, like in um, Ohio with the testing, like they have these oh, testing yep. that they have to hit all these points before the testing and make sure that they get all the, they, like, and honestly, their, their grade is reflected upon on the testing and all this stuff. And it's like, 
Uh, I think school's also an issue when it comes to the fact of we talked about it a little bit already with the pass or fail thing where like you can it's either you did it right or you did it wrong yeah and if you did it wrong it makes you start thinking one way type of mindset when there's so many other different perspectives towards like a right answer yeah where i mean well like don't get me wrong look like, at a mathematic wise yes. <laughs> Like, yes, there's going to be a right and wrong answer. But there's also like six different ways that you get to the answer. And if you do it not the way that you were taught how to do it, you get, because I remember a lot of math where you it, you get points throughout the question, like throughout your uh, showing your work. But if you didn't show your work or show how you got this number, then it was wrong. Yeah, which I don't necessarily agree with. Like, listen, I may be able to do this number in my head. Why do I have to write it down? Right. Or like, anymore, we use calculators for everything. So why do I have to write everything down? Oh, I think about that all the time, man. That's like that. And oh, there's one other thing. But that was the thing, too, with like learning, like learning styles. You could have somebody that's being told something and they will not have a clue what you're doing, but you show them what you're doing. Yeah. They'll pick it up right away and be very good at it. I have, I remember, I remember in college cause a lot of colleges like classes were a lot of PowerPoints and slideshows. And sometimes like I was the person that went through and wrote down every word of every slideshow, because if I just wrote like the, the notes on it, what i was like what it was talking about and that's just how my brain like i had to write it down i still do it at work sometimes where they're like talking about something and i'm like hold on and i go get a notepad with num like and i start writing these numbers down to be able to follow it like if you're just speaking the numbers out loud and like i can't follow where you're getting those numbers i have to it's just how i operate but that just goes to show like there's different learning styles everybody does things differently but you see a lot of professors and a lot of teachers do it one way and th expect you just to understand it. Right. And I get in college, like, yeah, you're supposed to spend an extra hour per class or whatever it is to, like, we have professors that tell us that, like, listen, like, yeah, we have an hour-long class, but you should spend outside of class truly going over it to truly understand it, which is the, the truth for most people. Most pe some people can hear it once and just grasp it, and it makes sense to them, and they got it. Me, I have to see it, write it, read it again, and then I'll understand what the hell it means. Yeah, that was like the biggest learning curve for me was going from high school to college because high school I felt like was a breeze. Like with study halls and stuff, I never really had to do homework at home, mm -hmm. even with like playing in some like different sports and stuff i was like okay well college can't be like i knew it was going to be harder but once you start getting into like those anatomy classes and yeah. like those chem classes and oh i remember i took calculus in high school got an a plus took calc one in college got a c plus took calc two and got an f first f i've ever got in my life 
and I was like, holy shit, like, it, it's not, you can't just show up to class and get by. The spend time figuring it out, learning of, like, you, you have to spend time outside of class. In high school, we could just get by with being in class, doing our homework, getting it done in study hall, or done in the extra time in class that we had. But in college, no, you gotta spend hours for not all classes, but there was definitely most of our classes, I feel like, where you had to spend so much extra time to truly understand what the hell the class means, which I like because it does really help you prepare for your degree or your your life that you're going to go, career that you're going to go into, if you choose to go into that. <laughs> but I think there should also be a class in high school. How many people do you know that don't know how to read a tape measure? Oh, I remember myself. Yeah, oh, me the too. The first day yeah. that I was, like, but I was there when I had to read measurements to my coworkers. You're like, they're I like, still get this day from that. <laughs> I mean, I laugh about it now. Five and three little lines. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm out there saying like uh like six sixteenths. Yep. And like eight yep. sixteenths, and oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I used to, they, I would, the one time I was like, and he's like, or what did he say? He was like, so like roughly half an inch. And I was like, no, three, three eighths. It's not half an inch, like close to half an inch. And he's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, what? You, no, it's not. And I finally like did the math and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's only an eighth off. Which when you really think about it, an eighth isn't that much. Okay. Yeah, uh, half an inch. <laughs> right. But because, like, a lot of our pools, like, we went, we go, when we level our pools, we want them within an eighth inch of each other. Okay. And, like, when we level and, like, go around the whole, we shoot the whole pool, like, on sets or whatever. And as long as, like, we have our zero set on our laser and we'll go around and shoot it. And as long as everything's within usually an eighth to a sixteenth, which I'd have never thought about. Like I'd have been like, eh, half an inch. What's that matter over forty feet? You look down. <laughs> water doesn't lie. It's level. Like yeah. <laughs> you can tell if uh, water's sitting on level. But we also had somebody at one time that was like, our pool's out of level. It's like three inches out of level. And you look across, and you're like, three inches. There are many. The benches were at different heights. Oh my god! You know your pool's not. Go look at where your benches are at. They're not level. Which <sighs> there's nothing wrong about not knowing something. That's why it is. <laughs> but don't also come at us and say this is wrong when you don't know what you're talking right. about. Go in, be like, hey, I think this is wrong. Could somebody come look at it? Yes. And like, just make sure for me. Yes. Um, it's it's kind of a mix. I mean, every once in a while we'll get like uh, I mean, I wouldn't say like overbearing, mm-hmm. like over, but like most of the time they're not doing anything during the day, so they'll be at the house as well. And they'll kind of just be like hanging around, watching you, watching you pretty much without saying they're watching you. Those are the times where you're like, I can usually get away with this little mess up that's not that bad. But like, 
I don't want to do it when they're standing here. They're like, there's been times where like we'll talk about things, but it'll be like we'll be standing there with the customer, and the customer's like, "Man, this looks awesome," and then the customer walks inside, and we're like, "We got to fix that. That looks like shit." Like <laughs> they don't realize it, but like we're like, "Oh, that that looks so bad," and like they'll come to realize like that looks like crap. So like we'll fix something like while when they go inside, but yeah, you, you have those. Yeah. The high end clientele, not all of them are bad. And I'm not saying anything no. about people that have the money or anything. A lot of them are really cool. Oh, that's most of the people that I've dealt with being, being at the company that I'm at now. Most of the time, a lot of the higher, like, I guess like wealthier clients that we've had are the nicest people and you would never know that they have like the kind of money that they have because they don't they're not snooty they're not rude to you they don't like talk down to you at all i mean one client in in, uh specifically he has a uh, like a little pond in the backyard of his and he'll actually let this so it was me and probably three or four other guys that worked at this place and i know for a fact one of them actually the other day went over to his pond and fish because he's like yeah you guys can come fish like anytime you want so i mean as long as you shoot him a text you can go over there and fish and hang out with him he'll give you a cigar he'll give you a a beer a bourbon or something it's just like so cool and so down to earth oh i've had we've had customers before and back when i didn't drive company trucks like i just rode like we were finishing up a job and one of our customers walked out and was like you guys want a beer like he he was just being thankful like we just finished up the patio and the pool and everything and he's like you guys want a beer and everybody's like no no we're good we gotta drive and my boss was even like he doesn't have to drive i bet he'll take one i was like (laughs) <laughs> hell yeah i'll take one so i'm finishing cleaning up drinking a beer like this is nice but oh, yeah. I mean, we have customers all the time that offer us beers and we're like no nope, we gotta we gotta drive company trucks like when we're driving company trucks we're not drinking and he's like man i respect that a lot and well, it's also like our boss is on the job with us so we're like yeah we're definitely not doing it when he's here oh, <laughs> but for sure we have it all it's we have customers they're like you guys should come over for the pool party and we're like no we're good <laughs> My boss actually, I think, just went to a graduation party of one of the pools that we put in, and he said he got there, and he got there later than everybody else showed up, and uh, everybody was like, so you're the pool boy, and he's like, well, let's redefine this pool boy thing. I'm the guy that installed the pool. I'm not a pool boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Being called a pool boy, yeah, that probably wouldn't, uh, especially when you're basically in charge of the whole entire process yeah i could see how that would be like yeah yeah a little a little demeaning but sometimes i get labeled as the pool boy because i'm the one that knows or not knows but go well yeah i know it but i go over everything like all the the panel stuff of how to run your pool and stuff like that service like anytime that there's a service issue usually i'm the one that goes out now so like they're like, oh, the pool boy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of am the pool boy, but, like, I'm not the pool boy. I don't come out here every week, so. Right. But I I told, I tried to get Sierra to start a side business with me. I was like, I could get to a ton of customers first and tell them, like, hey, listen, I'll come clean your pool once a week and do your chemicals. 
and there's some good money in it, but Sierra didn't want to do it, so oh, I didn't do cute. it. But it's still an option. I've thought about it. So that's go. the thing is, I almost sometimes I need two people to do some of the stuff, like opening and closing pools, is what I really need two people for. But she didn't want to do it, so no. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe one day. There's we'll always the, there's always the hope. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm always thinking of like ways, and it's weird. Like I'm always thinking of ways they make extra money. It's not like I'm like crazy hurting for money. Now, granted, school loans don't help with my money situation a lot of times. Amen to that. But it, I'm not hurting for money, but it's like I can make an extra X amount of money a year doing this, and I I think it's good to have for everybody and to have it like that entrepreneur mindset with things because there's so many like you could do so many things from home nowadays and what i don't like is like we already talked about it with the influencers or the people that just post things to social media and make money that's bullshit i wish i could do that oh i wish i could do that too dude maybe i should just start selling feet pics oh big <laughs> feet finder <again. laughs> gosh one day sierra's gonna be like where did we make all this extra m-? don't worry about it uh go to sleep so i can take another picture of your feet please <laughs> <laughs> no i could never do that uh, be in that conversation <laughs> it'd be uh interesting to say the least to say the least shoot. <laughs> but um we're gonna kind of move into these final segments of the podcast i've already asked you this question but i'm going to ask it to you again and it is it's some a question that i ask all my guests and i really like the ask it the best answer was by far the one i did with you and teddy where teddy said don't get engaged but (laughs) (laughs) if you could go back in time and tell your tell your 16 year old self one thing what would it be that's a tough one Probably now I'd say 16-year-old self you don't you don't know everything. Mm. I mean, as much as you think you know a lot about anything, you really don't know shit. So most I mean not always, but most of the time if a older adult or an older friend of you of yours says something to you or gives you advice about something listen to it and actually think about it because there's a lot of stuff now where like it's corny but like yes high school sports goes by very fast Mm -hmm. in the moment i was like oh whatever i'm gonna be here for it feels like it never ends two years yeah like you're doing it every day you're gonna do it the next year and then all of a sudden, senior year's there, and you're going through senior year, and like senior year is always cool because you have all these different, like you have like the senior night mm-hmm. and all the different stuff like that. But like I would say, just like take it all in, like don't rush it. Like as much as everybody wants to rush everything and like want to get to where they're, like where they think they're going, like just slow down like take everything in look at stuff look at stuff that you thought was a hindrance and somehow some way turn that into a positive for you going forward 
I mean, that's the only way you're going to grow and be able to deal with changes throughout life. It, it, I mean, if you're not, the day you stop learning is the day you might as well be dead. Yes. In my opinion. Yeah. That, I remember one of the things that I learned from somebody a long time ago was they said, you know, when you realize you don't know shit is when you'll really start growing in life. And they said it just like that. And I was like, I was in high school at the time, so I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it, whatever. But when you really think about it, and like as you get a little bit older, you start to realize these things of, I really don't know shit. Like, and even, you know, we're sitting on the patio now. I do this shit every day. Well, not every day, patio-wise, but, you know, I do this shit a lot. I wasn't doing it by myself for the first time. And it's like, man, I really don't know a lot of shit. Like I didn't know as much as I thought I did. And it just kind of is that eye opener. And, and it's, you know, listening to people listen, even though it's corny or whatever, like all those conversations we probably had with older people, grandparents, whatever, we're like, you don't really want to be sitting there anymore. Cause they're talking about shit. And you're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you want to go like, go to this party that you yes. that you were, were invited to like on the weekend but you got to be at your grandparents house for x amount eat dinner with or something yeah, yeah you just kind of almost blow it off but now i feel like you want to go back to those times and be like i really want to listen to what they had to say because i didn't truly listen to what they said right like i remember sitting on the porch cuz i mowed my all my grandparents are, are gone, but I remember I mowed my one grandma's house every week. She gave me 20 bucks for it. It was a great life lesson, too. Like, just mowing, you got your own money, learn what the hell to do with it. And But, you know, I mowed, and then I, even when I got my license, it was different when I didn't have my license because you were forced to sit there until mom came and picked you up or until grandma took you home. And you'd sit on the porch and she'd just talk about things. And I remember some of the things she'd talk about. I didn't think about in the moment. Like, I was just, in the moment, I was like, this is stupid. I'm ready to go home. Now I'm like, I'd give anything to have those conversations back because I'd have a lot more questions. Oh, you'd, of, you'd understand it so much yes. more. And, and it's only going to continue to grow for us being in our 20s. Then once we get to, like, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, our 60s, we're going to be sitting there trying to tell our kids these things and they're not going to be listening. We're going to be like, God damn it, kid, just listen to me because I promise you, you're going to want to know what I have to right. say. It's, yeah. It'll definitely be like the same in the same sense that, I mean, we're talking about now. Yeah. 100%. They're going to grow up and they're going to realize all these different things and like feel that same way and be like, oh, they were actually right. Like, uh, like all the stupid things our coaches said, like no different. Yeah, like you said, like your football, like high school sports goes by fast. In the moment, you're like, yeah, whatever. No, it doesn't. It feels like it goes forever, and then all of a sudden, you're out of it. And you're like, dude, where did time go? Like, where did it honestly go? Like, then you're in your 20s, sitting around a fire, talking to your buddies about, it. man, you remember that high school game when this happened? And it's like, man, that was so long ago. Like, right. all of a sudden, it's just like it's gone in the blink of an eye. Yeah, there's that. And then that's why you always, I mean, if you go back to your hometown, you see some guys that you haven't seen in 
years and everybody's talking about oh you remember back in the day that's why you always i mean yeah we always thought it was funny when we were actually in high school hearing people say that mm -hmm. but now we understand why people say that because it was such a such an enjoyable time for them that yep. went by so fast exactly but i think that leads us perfectly into the best segment of the podcast which is motivation monday motivation monday is the point in the episode where i allow the guests to give the roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on monday morning so what do you got for motivation monday you're good i can edit it all out so you're okay, good. <laughs> oh shoot i literally thought of the last thing like as soon as you said that i thought of the last thing that i said was like being a like the positive attitude mm -hmm. but i'll change it i don't want to say the same thing again. that's what always sometimes is hard for having like repeat guest episodes so it's like i have to ask them to do motivation monday again because i wanted to get rid of it and people on like instagram and stuff voted on it and they're like no don't get rid of it I'm i like, wouldn't get rid of it either that's a cool it. it's a cool way to start the week yeah. yeah well and that's like what we were talking about earlier with the different perspectives yep Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then please be sure to share it with a friend. You can follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Roughnecks Podcast. Head over to roughneckspodcast.com and grab yourself some Roughnecks merch. Until next time, make sure you grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out.